Desert Diaries. Week 32. Hello. Arizona calling. Oh no, hang on, wait. (laughs) Where are we? Texas. Texas calling. Yep, this week I have been mainly driving across America. Now, to understand why, let me take you right back to the beginning of this story. Remember the day we decided we were going to move to Phoenix? We were sitting in a swimming pool in the city, looking at a mountain and drinking a beer. And Dave, my husband, said, I love this place. We thought about doing something crazy and moving to America for years. Let's do it. So he applied for a job there and then in the pool. And a year later, much soul searching, many decisions that totally terrified us. So much paperwork. We moved to Phoenix. Well, the person whose pool we were sitting in was my very good friend, Ian. Now, I've known Ian since he was 16 and I was about 21, something like that. We met in London when I was a receptionist at an in-store radio company and he was a boy with a dream of being on the radio and he'd come in and do voiceovers and we became friends. And I suppose, like with so many friendships, our lives drifted in and out of touch for the next 25 years, pretty much. There were times when we were really close and we saw each other at least weekly. Then when one or the other of us moved away... We'd sometimes go for months or even maybe a year without speaking. But it was always one of those relationships where when we did meet up again, it was like we'd seen each other yesterday. So it was Ian who invited us to come to Phoenix, where he'd moved a few years before. Ian, who sparked our love affair with this crazy desert city. And Ian, who a month ago lost his job. Now, when you're an immigrant in America and you've got a work visa, generally, if your job goes away your ability to stay in the country also goes away. Now, it was a really stressful few weeks for him. But then Ian, being Ian, he got another job. In fact, a better job in Dallas. So happiness that he gets to stay in America because he really loves living in America. But sadness that he won't be up the road anymore. But I know we'll always be friends. So there was then this small matter of the move. He'd sorted a removal firm and thought about paying someone to drive his car nearly a thousand miles to Dallas. And then I thought, you know, the whole point of us throwing our lives up in the air, of taking this huge risk, was to embrace change, to do things I normally would never do. So I said to him, I think you should drive and I'm going to come with you. (laughs) So we set off from Phoenix on Tuesday afternoon and drove off into the desert. We drove to a place called Chambers on the first night, which was essentially a motel and a petrol station. That was it. I went for a walk around the motel car park in the morning and just beyond were just fields and fields of what looked like nothing. I couldn't really see any discernible crops or anything. The only sound was the roar of the trucks from the freeway. There were about four cars in the car park, including ours, and one was packed full of stuff. And as I walked past, I noticed there wasn't just stuff in there, but a man sleeping in his car living in his car. It was a sobering moment. America, eh? We had a long talk with a native woman called Kayla who worked in the gas station and she told us she'd lived there her whole life. We said, where? She said, here, Chambers. And we said, where does everybody live? (laughs) Where is everybody? Remember that we could only see a motel and a petrol station in the whole place. Oh, we're everywhere, she said. She got out a map and started pointing at random lanes snaking off from the main road out of sight. We're here and here and here. It's just hard to see us, but at night you can see the lights from our houses twinkling. I could have talked to her all day. But we bought our gas station coffee and got charged extra because the cups were so thin, our hands got burnt just picking it up. So we slid the cup inside an empty one for extra insulation. 
Extra cup is 50 cents, said Kayla. <laughs> As that took our coffee up to about a dollar fifty, we were okay with that. We munched our questionable gas station burritos and drove on. The next stop was Albuquerque, where we ate at a barbecue joint that friends in Phoenix had recommended. I don't think many people from out of town had been there, so the staff chatted to us for ages. We of course talked about Breaking Bad (laughs) and debated whether swinging by Walter White's house, but we drove onwards towards Amarillo, crossing the state line into Texas just as the sun set and fighting the urge to sing that song. We paused for drinks and petrol at a massive truck stop that had eight different types of coffee and massive drums and much thicker cups. Woohoo! It sold loads of sweatshirts and fleeces and high-vis garments in size XXXXL. And there was a huge queue of burly men lining up to take a shower in the only place for miles around to have a wash. The tannoy then announced, Customer 97, your shower is now ready. Please take cubicle four. I bought some hot drinks and pots of ice cold melon and motored on as melon juice ran down my chin. We arrived in Amarillo at just past seven and stopped at one of the motels just off the freeway. How much for a room, we said. $69, but for $79, you can get one with a bath that has bubbles in it, said the receptionist. Ooh, that sounds nice, we said. We've also got a real big room with a separate lounge, and they're $89, but it don't have a bubbly bath. (laughs) She was amazing. Come on, said Ian. There's no one else coming tonight. Can we have the really big room for the regular price? She thought about it for a minute, and then she said, okay. Welcome to Texas, where Republicanism and Trump is best. I'm not sure a central policy of Donald Trump is not to make the most money as possible out of any transaction, but it was a deal. We had a great room, no bubbly bath, but it was still lovely and cheap as well. So we were very happy. Past Amarillo, we drove for five hours through rural northern Texas, through towns that were just one street with all the shops boarded up and People living in pretty much shacks, half abandoned. There were Trump 2020 posters and Texans for Trump posters absolutely everywhere in the face of this abject poverty. As ever, do come along for the ride. You can get me on Instagram at Sam Walker Radio where I've got loads of pictures of the trip. At some time tonight we hit Dallas for one last night. And then I say goodbye to Ian for a while and fly back home. And then the very next day, I'm so happy... My dad is coming. I just can't wait. I'll see you in the desert.